One thing I've learned after all these years, you're gonna save yourself a whole lot of tears. Don't try to figure out who was wrong and who was right. Got them moving along, baby. Let's ride. You got to roll with the punches. Well, you got to go with the flow. Roll with the punches. Yeah, that's one thing I know. Yeah, you gotta roll with the punches. Hi, everybody. Your old friend Mike Houlihan. Welcome back to Hibernian Radio. This is show number 260. And very proud of that. We're brought to you by Madden Funds, Local 150, Fox's Pizza, Blood Brothers, and Guinness is good for you. And tonight, welcoming a new sponsor to the show, Michael Flatley's Lord of the Dance at the Chicago Theater. Uh, It's coming up on Thursday, February 22nd. We'll be giving tickets away for that later. And uh, hope you can all go out there and support them because they're supporting us. God bless them. And God bless Michael Flatley, a great Southside kid, great guy. And uh, what else can I tell you? Welcome home to the bunker. Retired CPD Detective Bill Donnelly. Welcome back, Bill. Hello, Mike. Great to have you here, pal. Thanks for having me. Uh, we had a lot of fun just the other night. We were at the Emerald Society Cook Chili Cook-Off. Thankfully, I was not asked. To, well, I was asked, but I wasn't going to be a judge again. <laughs> it kind of went south on me last year. Too much gas. Yeah, way too much. Um, so welcome back. And now you're retired. And what are you doing? You're working for the state's attorney? Yes, I'm an investigator. Ah, they right. keep you busy? Yeah, you know, a lot of subpoena stuff locates that sort of thing just trying to bring people back into the court system who people who are on the lamb ah, well you know witnesses victims that Uh, covid kicked our butt everything was shut down for a while oh yeah stuff is still pending you know when did you retire just a couple of years ago i it'll be i just had my two-year anniversary actually on the 15th of january oh wow yeah Yeah. it's kind of weird for me even to say that to you actually it doesn't seem Uh, like it's been that long yeah (laughs) and 32 years on the job is that what i had uh i'm in my 30 third year of law enforcement i had 27 years and four months with chicago right and then you were with burbank before that right in the early 90s yeah up there on the southwest side went to st john fisher marist high school yes sir got his master's in criminal justice from lewis university uh 32 years in law enforcement he worked at the burbank police department from 90 to 94 and chicago police department from 94 up until his recent retirement your wife, Beth, and two sons, Gavin and Quinn. How are they doing? They're doing well. Give them our best. Thank you. How are the boys doing? How old are they? Uh, 25 and 23. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Were there any of them on the force? No, they're the opposite of their dad. Yeah. The brainy and musicians, too. Mm. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. What do they play? Uh, Gavin uh, is clarinet. Oh, and wow. He, he kept that up at Loyola. And yeah. He played in their uh, symphony. Um and orchestra and uh quinn uh is a percussionist he can play just about anything wow and uh he did that at bradley oh bradley University. and then they went on to a uh community band after yeah. after college yeah but yeah they, they enjoy- still living at home they are okay uh, okay 
Gav's trying to get into medical school. Oh, good for him. Yeah, he went back to school and got a uh, MSS, they call it. So he's, I'm told it's like the similarly to the first year of med school. Oh, okay. Kind of showing you can do the work. Yeah. They asked him back at St. Xavier's. He's teaching there. Oh, St. Xavier's, yeah. Yep, in, uh, in the sciences. He's got biology that he teaches for the last couple of years now. Good for him. Um, and he's in the application process uh, trying to get into med school, which is... Uh, no easy, easy task. Sure. No, it's not. Especially for a white Irish kid. Hey. Uh, so, and then Quinn is, uh, he's a cybersecurity guy. Oh, no kidding. So he's working in computers and he's the techie out in Blue Island area. Oh, wow. But uh, his real dream is to get that job that he studied for, his master's in the uh, in cybersecurity. So he's always doing interviews and stuff. But it seems like everybody wants, they all want experience, but you got to start somewhere. Yeah, you got to start you know? somewhere. What the heck? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they'll get there. Okay. Uh, now, you had an interesting career, some of the things you, but I wanted to ask you, one of the things you talked about last time was how criminals scam the elderly, and that's because I'm an old geezer now, and I get phone calls every day, may I please speak to the person in charge of this, or then it's like, hey, F you, yeah. you know, I know what this is. Sure. Is that most of the scams? They just call old people on the phone? And There's a lot of that, and for what it's worth, we, you know, I get them. Uh, I'm 58. Uh, no. My phone rings constantly. Oh, you know? yeah. I love it when they're trying to look for a donation to the police, too. It's oh, like, <laughs> sure, that's another I'll one. I'll meet you in the corner. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> the guy act like he's a cop and everything. Sure. And well, are they representing the cops, yeah. which is, yeah. I'm sure, not the case. No. Yeah. Good. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Because I tell my wife that. Forget them. They're not cops. And it's the thing fake. is, it, some of those places I found out... Uh, there are businesses out there that will make phone calls to donate to the police, but they, they keep like 89% of the money. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So if you really want to help them out, you know, there's got to be a better way to do it. Sure. You know? Yeah. Give to the Emerald Society. There you go. Great organization. How long have you been with the Emerald Society? Uh, about 12 years now. Oh, good for you. 13. Yeah. Now, your dad had a long, interesting career as a homicide detective. He did. Yeah. And tell us about that. When okay. did your dad pass? Uh, he he passed a few years back now, he but was uh, also Bill Donnelly. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, but he 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 worked in Area One uh, okay. of Chicago Police Department. Where's that? Fifty uh, First and the Ryan. Dan oh Ryan, yeah, Fifty First sure, sure. and Wentworth. Yeah, yeah, it's the one you see with the communication towers. Yeah, and, and that's where he uh, started out in the Tenth District. Mm -hmm. uh, he went to uh, to the uh, task force, which was uh, you know the guys that were out there uh, that were aggressive. You yeah, know, back in the day. And, uh, you know, we're talking 60s and 70s here, really. Yeah. Because then he went into the private sector in the 80s. But uh, Doing what? Security or something? Yeah, he was yeah. corporate director of security for Alberto Culver. Oh, wow, sure. All kinds of little companies like Maze Meat Packing and Fry Boot. He oh, was yeah. flying around the world. They they were no very kidding. successful. Yeah. Oh, good for him. Uh, but he, he, didn't, uh, he didn't care for that. <laughs> well, he was old school homicide. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he went back to investigations, actually, and finished with a career in the Illinois Attorney General's office. Oh, no. Special good. Prosec yeah. prosecutions. Yeah. Is it Neil Hardigan? It was Neil Hardigan. Okay, good yeah. guy. Yeah. Good guy. I know Neil. Yeah. So he'd work on old murders and different things like that for them. Oh, wow. And you mentioned senior stuff. I think he uh, put on the, uh, the frock one day and uh, posed as a priest in a basement, he told me, of a church. Yeah. Uh, you know, with with people that were trying to con oh. anybody and everybody, including God's people. Yeah. Yeah. And so he, oh, that's good. Yeah. So good he, for him. you know, he got the Irish gift of the gab, so that was yeah. perfect for him, uh -huh. you know. Now, do you have brothers and sisters? I'm the oldest of three. Oh, okay. One of each, yeah. One of each? Yeah, I got one sister and one brother. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> Three? What's the other one? <laughs> What's your brother do? Uh, he is a is retired younger? electrician. He's oh, God bless him. Yeah. 134. And my sister, uh, 134, correct. Okay. And my sister is a speech path as well. So oh, I met no my kidding. wife, yeah. our cat grads. She works for CPS. Oh, your wife is also a speech path mm -hmm. pathologist? Yeah. You got it. Okay. And you're still in the old neighborhood. I am. Good for you. Yeah. Well, it was fun seeing you uh, Monday night at the Emerald Society. That's always a game. It was fun. Yeah, they, they do it right, don't they? Yeah, they do. And we had the queen and her court there. They're going to oh, come on the show. Oh, those girls soon. were so nice. Yeah, they were just terrific. There's six of them now. Mm. There's one more this year than last year. Because mm. I guess there was a tie, and they said, we can't, you know, we got to go with the six. So Gotcha. We're trying to get them on the show. Uh, waiting to hear from Mr. Queen. <laughs> Very good. Um, okay. So out of all, we got all this stuff here. Would you have a story you want to tell me? Well, you know, uh, as Making the drive down, I started thinking about stuff, and my mind went to a place in the old days. You mentioned detective. I, I made detective in 2006, so I was a detective for uh, nearly time. 15 years there. Yeah. But some of my my thoughts and, and my favorite memories go all the way back to when I was a night district tack guy yeah. down there in the Bridgeport area. But that, that encompassed from the Dan Ryan on the east to the west of Kedzie. Uh, we bordered... Inglewood on oh, Garfield wow. Boulevard and then yeah. went north to Chicago River. So it was a huge area. Yeah. Many, many different gang factions. Yeah. That wasn't just Bridgeport, if you know what I mean. What year was that? Uh, I was hired in 94. I hit the street out of the academy in 95. And I was uh, there for the most part until 06 when I made detective. Oh, wow. So yeah. a lot of good experiences, worked with great people. And they're all from the neighborhood. Everybody's from Sure, yeah. You're always like one person. Oh, that's my brother's friend. There's, yeah, yeah. So it was kind of nice. Yeah. Um, and they were very good to us. You know, we worked hard, but we had some great bosses down there. So that was fun. Um, I had a partner who put up with me for a long time down there. We worked the beat car for the first five years and then eventually, uh, upstairs in the tactical team for seven years. And his name's Jay Haggerty and Jay Haggerty. Yeah. We used to go into, as we called it, the bucket on the desk back when you're doing the hard copy reports this before everything was done electronically. And I just to see what was filed last 24 hours, pick it up and see who's wanted for what. Sometimes you had a name defender. It's been out written there. out in longhand? Back then. Oh, wow. Arrest reports, too. Yeah. Oh, it was a blast because you had a lot of laughs. Nine, the old nine was, was so small. You know, there was a movie filmed out of there. What was the movie? Uh, what is it? I beg, beg your pardon. Northside 911 oh. or something oh, sure. like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. With, uh, anyway, uh, you'd be reaching over people trying to write, make an arrest report you know there's yeah. guy the guys coming and going it looked like something out of hill street blues with yeah. the crazy phones ringing and everything it was just a, a crazy before they built the one on halston yeah but anyway we got onto this one guy and figured out there was a pattern going on of uh, of stick-ups and the in particular the offender was using a knife uh, -huh. uh and that's scary we we had our people we would talk to we were very fair to people and sometimes you get a whisper from somebody on the street yeah this was in the back of the yards in oh, particular. Sure. Yeah. But this particular guy was doing stick-ups from Ashland, which is 1600 West, all the way to Kedzie, 3200 West. It was a huge area, yeah. largely Hispanic, so he was picking on Mexican immigrants. Was he Hispanic? He was, but oh, this guy was very Americanized, had been here a long time. Oh, yeah. I don't even know if he spoke Spanish. Uh -oh. But um, when we got on to him, we kept hearing the whisper of Drac. Who is this Drac guy? You know, well, it was short for Dracula. And, oh, wow. and once we finally met him, 
uh, throw a stop on him, you see he had these canines. He looked like <laughs> Dracula. It made <laughs> sense. He was very proud of it. Yeah. Oh, he was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, in fact, just to give you an idea how proud he was, he had Drac tattooed in big eight-inch block letters across his abdomen. Oh, wow. Yeah. So this guy's a penitentiary rat. You look in his background, he gets caught on stick-ups during his rock diet, right? He was a crack cocaine was his favorite. Yeah. He'd go to the penitentiary, he'd get out, and he'd go right back to doing stick-ups again. Oh, wow. I mean, the guy was just evil. Yeah. Give you an idea how evil he was. We were Everybody on my team was trying to be in the right place. These robberies were so frequent, yeah. and we realized that he had partners. Uh-huh. So we had a whisper, if you will, that there was a flat over by 48. A whisper is one, an informant. Yeah, t- hey, I didn't tell you this, but, you know, yeah. you never spoke to me, sure. but, you yeah, know, yeah. And, and I appreciate that. You sure. Know, if you don't front these people out, you, then you got to make your own probable cause when yeah. you're running with it. So there's this place over 48th and Polina, which is really an abandoned apartment, too flat for all practical purposes. And we had visited a Where time. Where was it? Four eight in Polina, which is forty eight uh, in Polina. You know, okay. you, I right near Ashland. Ashland. It is yeah. right near Ashland. So yeah. what would we be? Say maybe seventeen hundred west, roughly. Mm-hmm. Uh, right across from a beautiful Catholic church called St. Michael's, I believe. Okay. Um, so we had said hello on occasion or two and got to know some of the players there. But Drac, we knew, was our guy. He was yeah. the evil one that was running this little criminal crew. Yeah. One night we're out there. It's a rainy and night. And when they just, would they approach women mostly or anybody? Anybody. Wow. People just taking groceries out of their car. People walking knife. down where the where the taverns were, just oh, grocery wow. shop, whatever. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He was very, you know, give it to me now or I'm gonna stick you. You know, I mean, yeah. he didn't play around. So um, we lined up our cases of people that would talk to us, and we knew we had enough to pick them up. And uh, one night call of a robbery in progress occurred yeah. and the guy was running southbound from 47th and Polina. So where do we go over to the flat, right? Yeah. That I told you about the two flat. We open up the door of this, of this place. Now we're familiar with it because we had been in there before, but we couldn't find him, right? This is his apartment where he lived? Well, no, where they were smoking rock after they oh, stick up. Yeah. That's all it was. Oh, they go celebrate. This is a nasty place. Yeah. So we're coming up to the door and we're hearing these blood hurtling, screaming going on. It was like sounded like a little girl screaming in there. Forget about trying to surround this place. I mean, yeah. Somebody needs help now. We go in through the door, and there's Drac. He's got his back to us. Now imagine you open up this door, and there's these wooden stairs that go up to the second floor. Yeah. To my left, I've got a door to the first floor apartment. So this is a common hallway. Yeah. And there's a fella who's doing like the crab, the backward crab call on his butt, going up the stairs, screaming Bloody Mary, and Drax got a can of hairspray on one hand, yeah, and he's got a Bic lighter in the other, and he's lighting it, and he's it's an, effectively a blowtorch. Yeah. And he keeps approaching this guy, yeah. and he's just, and he's splitting, he screams on him. He's, we, we had to draw on him. I said, Drac, it's us, it's the guy. He turns around, I'm like, you know, come on, man. Yeah. It was one of those decisions you had to yeah. make, you know what I mean? Yeah. He was about to light this guy up. And we get him into custody, and we take him in, and, you know, here we just thought we were doing him for a robbery, but now we've got this whole... <laughs> He's one sick puppy. This, this interrogation he was doing on one of his robbery crew members who apparently didn't share the proceeds oh, appropriately. yeah. I remember having him up in the ninth District there in the Is old station. Is he a station. big guy? No. No? Just, just evil. Just mean. Yeah. yeah. Of course, he had those teeth, so those were intimidating. Yeah. Right? And, uh, you know, he's, he's chained to the bar there on the second floor. I said, we're typing away on the old typers. I said, Drac, I got to ask you, man, when I came through that door and I heard those screams, I mean, we've met before. I said, but 
what were you up to? I mean, what, why so? He goes, Billy, can I say this? It's an, he goes, I can be a bad motherfucker when I want to oh. be. <laughs> and I just looked at my partner. I'm like, <laughs> we're going to put that in the report. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, this is all post Miranda, you know. Yeah. Uh, it was a beautiful thing. <laughs> so I, I, that, I officially met track on that day, the, the, the terror of The real track. Yeah. yeah. Let me see that stomach. Oh, there it is. Black letters track right across oh, the Oh, what a great. Oh, he was, he was a mean man. Yeah. Went away. How many years did he get? He got a handful. I think he yeah. got about six, you know. It's, okay. You try to put these people away for long, but that's not my call. I'll make the best mm -hmm. case you can and mm -hmm. move on to the next one. But. What a creep. That's a great story. Oh, uh, he was a creep. Drack. <laughs> Save that guy. He had long hair, too. Sure. To get my hair cut. He was into it, mm. you know, into being a creep. The victim had the long hair, though. I mean, he, oh. was, he was inches away from having his hair oh, barbecued. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazing. The old South Side. <laughs> oh, it was a lot of fun there. There was always something going on. Now, when you have, how many guys do you have with you when you go in at something like that? Well, we typically you have a ten man tag oh, ten, team oh, if everybody's great. healthy and working. But oh, okay. you know, it was me and a partner in the car. Yeah. So if you had something and you had the time, you would always, of course, get another car. But Back this is one of the things yeah. like, give me a car here now, and I mean, th we got to move. There was something really bad happening yeah. on the side of that door, yeah. so we had to get in there. Huh. But uh, that that that's one that'll stick out in my mind. Wow. Yeah. That's creepy. And all he used, and he never used a gun or anything. He was always just a knife guy. He was a knife guy. Wow, that's creepy. You know, sometimes I think these guys know that you get caught with a gun, and that's some serious times. So, yeah. You know, yeah. Maybe he he was seasoned. I mean, he knew what he was doing, so I, maybe he figured out it was a better way to go. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's creepy. Mm. A little scary. <laughs> sure is. You've met some lovely people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you meet good ones, too, though, you know? I mean, that's the thing. Everybody, back then it was a lot more, there was a lot more respect and stuff. But, you know, it in the press you hear that there's a lot of, uh, you can't listen to everything you hear in the press. I mean, people do okay. appreciate us. You know, I when I, a couple of years there before I retired, they were taking me out of the detective division and they would cancel your days off a lot, right? Mm -hmm. Especially holiday weekends, 4th of July, Memorial Day. Oh, yeah. And they'd send us downtown, especially after all the windows were broken and stuff was... Oh, with the, the stores and uh, the it, riots. And yeah, the, right. So they just tried to saturate the streets with police, right? Yeah. But you'd go and you'd buy a coffee or you'd go to dinner and I'd ask the waiter, listen, we're on a short, we got to get back out because we got that short leash on the yeah. on the lunch. He'd say, oh, sir, your lunch was taken care of. Your dinner's oh. It's like, well, wait a minute. What are you talking about? And I look, you're looking around. He's, ah, I'm not supposed to tell you. And I'm like, come on, man. I got to at least shake his hand. Guy in the red sweater over there. And you walk, he, he bought dinner for 10 people. Wow. He doesn't uh, know me from Adam. That happened uh, all the time. No kidding. That's great. That's a great story. It really. Yeah. Or you'd be in, you'd get a line, uh, uh, you know, at Starbucks, just trying to stay wired for your tour because you got to stand for the next eight, 10 hours, right? Yeah. And you're lying at Starbucks and the, the girl would say, oh, the, that man that just walked out just bought coffee. Paid it forward. like, yeah. man. Yeah. So they do appreciate us. Yeah. They better. Yeah. yeah. It's nice. It's uh, nice to be appreciated. Yeah. Because these are tough times for the police. I mean, it's they are. Awful. God bless the ones who are still out there running around. Uh, ah, I know it's incredible. We, and then we, we got this it. nutball mayor, and who just—I read a thing today. He's having panic attacks, mm. and he's in the hospital. Can't take the pressure. Mm. Like maybe it would be a good idea to resign, mayor. Uh, Not a job I want. No thanks. He wanted it though, and he's got it now. Uh, okay, that's a good. Uh, no, do you want to tell me about this? The Famous counterfeit story? Oh. It's sure. up to you. Whatever you got. Oh, uh, well, it, Art Young? Yeah, that was a... 
There's a I book you, here in front of me. It's called The Art of Making Money. Right. It's not a bad story reading. of a master counterfeiter. So, first of all, you got to have some talent to do something like that. Well, talent know? is what he had. He, This guy came up. He was the apprentice there for a while, and the book explains that. Oh, he was the apprentice of, for an engraver? There was a guy in Bridgeport who, of course. who taught him the art back the old way of counterfeiting money. Yeah. And he had an old, old printing press in his basement that they were using. Oh. Um, I'm picturing like a hand crank set of things, something that goes way back in the day, you know? Yeah. Art got busted a time or two. He perfected his trade. And his plates, obviously, or whatever they call sure. it. Sure. Yeah. Um, he'd even use a spray so he could get around different things like those pens that tell if it's fake. He had all oh, kinds of little tricks yeah. he would do. Yeah. Um, but like I say, he's been caught before, and he would lay low. He, he would go all over the country, for instance. Let's say he had $100 bills. Yeah. So he'd go into, say, a Sitco gas with his girlfriend as they're driving halfway across the country and buy a Snickers. Well, now yeah. he's got... 90 something bucks and change sure. yeah. that was his his mo but to keep moving because keep moving. the g secret service is now see they see a that comes in they get that they call the cops they, yeah. they yeah. when they do realize it's fake money someone's going to detect it's a fake hundred dollar bill yeah. well that's where somebody like myself would come in when i was in patrol and you got to knock out a report you have to call the secret service well, they're tracking all that. Sure. So if they're seeing that there's all these little gas stations that's just going down I-80, that's like that's, they might put a pattern together. So he kept moving. Yeah. You know. Um, what was his name? Art Young. Art Young. Oh, okay. Yeah. A very, he's an interesting guy. Uh, thank God he was very confident and cocky, and that's what led to Jay and I that I mentioned earlier, Haggerty, getting him um, caught counterfeiting again. Uh yeah. So you well, asked he went him, underground for a while, and then did he? He yeah. sure did. He uh-huh. he went to the penitentiary. He uh-huh. got out yeah. under the guise of "I'm a good guy now." Yeah, I'm reporting. I'll even show the cops how this is done. Yeah, you know that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, he does an interview on a national magazine. Oh yeah. Thumbing his nose at law enforcement, saying, "You know, there's so I'm out here like a good dope dealer, right? I'm working for I'm out here. You're not supposed to be selling no more. I'm informing yeah. on this guy, informing on that." And he's out there still doing what he does. Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah. Well, this guy was doing the same thing. He's not, you know, he might be in a classroom setting. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he had the old uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde thing with the two the two identities. He yeah. was still out there doing it. So that's what leads us into where I met him. Uh, there was a domestic that came out. It was a beautiful sunny day. Jay and I are in an unmarked car, and the B car is asking for help. They've got a juvenile in the back seat who got clipped by his dad, Art Young. Uh, it was domestic back at the corner of uh, 31st and Shields. It's above and Oh, sure, right near Sox Park. Correct. Yeah. So uh, we talked to the kid. He says, my dad slapped me around because I got mouthy with his girlfriend. How old was the kid? He was a juvie. He was 16. Okay. Um, and he says, uh, by the way, Copper calls us back to the squad. He says, uh, you know, the kid's making some crazy allegations that his dad's a counterfeiter. Mm-hmm. Now, at this point, the father and son are separated in their two separate cars. Yeah. They're cuffed because they were uh, combating, and we didn't know who was who. We got to figure it out. So they're yeah. both cuffed. Well, the kid being 16 years old, I wish I was, I could move around like that. He's yeah. able to go in his pocket while he's cuffed, and he pulls out a handful of money. He tells the beat guy who's driving that Mark squad car, he goes, this is counterfeit money, and I got it from my dad, and there's more up in the apartment. Right oh, on the wow. Because we're about it. We're a good a city. little rad. We're a city block away. We're, we're not far from the 
the those those parking lots for Sox Park. Yeah. Well, I look at my partner. I says, "There's something bigger than a domestic battery going on here. What do you think?" You know. So we get a consent to search form. We show it to the. Now, father. when you're doing that, you have to go and go through all the paperwork and all this crap. Well, we had one. Okay, and you yeah, got the. You two never guys know what coming. you're going to run into, yeah. so we had oh, a consent okay. to search. Uh, I introduced myself to Art, the father, yeah. and uh, explained who I was and what the allegation was. I actually told him, your son mm-hmm. is saying that you got all this crazy money that's fake money up in front of you. He's like, ah, oh, bullshit. Yeah. I do not. He was he, he was very cooperative. Yeah. You can even search. I'm like, oh, we can. Well, we're going to. There's my window. Yeah. It won't be open long. Well, here, here's a form. It's got your address, your name on there. Would you mind signing this here? And it says it gives consent to Bill Diamond J. Harry to go up there and search this apartment, right? Yeah. Second floor of the, that corner I mentioned at 3-5 and, uh, and in Shields. So... We get over there, we get upstairs, and as we come up the stairs, there's a 20. A 20 I was laying there. Yeah. yeah. We get to the to the top of the landing, there's there's a hundred. There's a couple oh. on the kitchen table. There's an exacto oh. knife. There's oh. these high-end printers. There's yeah. bottles of ink that I don't quite understand. It's all beyond my pay grade, right? But yeah. it doesn't look right. It don't look right. Yeah. If there was ever a shop for making, I think I got something for making counterfeit money. Huh? Yeah. So this, again, I mentioned earlier, we don't, Chicago does not, the PDs do not prosecute. We do not investigate yeah. counterfeit money. You have to call the Secret Service. Yeah. So I did. So they asked me to repeat everything I just told you. There's dead silence on the other end of the line. We'll be there in 30 minutes. So all these guys walk in, tan slacks, golf shirts. They all six foot something, handsome young guys yeah. walking around the apartment, whispering to each other. And finally, the, the head guy walks over and he's like, do you know who you have? I'm like, Art Young? <laughs> Since his name's Art Young, I, I yeah. think he's Art Young. He goes, we have been looking for this guy. Yeah. He has been on the run doing this. He's not supposed to be doing it, and he's wanted, and he's very active. One he's of the very... most famous counterfeiters in history, probably, yeah. Well, he had, uh, Art had been telling us this after we, uh, well, I'll get to it. So now these guys are going to, well, do you mind if we, please take it over. Everybody's stomach's sure. rumbling. We want to go to lunch. This was a domestic. And, yeah copper on the streets pissed he's he was going to do a report book yeah. this guy and he yeah. he's going home in an hour so uh oh man you don't know what you got here we appreciate let me get your names and they wrote us a beautiful letter oh no kidding um, which was nice you always like having that stuff in there and uh congratulate you know to to the superintendent that we did a nice job and yeah for this guy they were looking for and uh as we're taking him in because we had to book him yeah uh what'd you book him for for beating up the kid for, for the battery and then okay. and then they went after him uh, yeah. for that, you know, they, they, they went after for the uh, counterfeiting because yeah. that's their thing. Uh, so they had to do their, their complaint and stuff. They had a lot of work to do themselves. But as we're taking a minute, he, he had kept talking to us about Hollywood was coming to Chicago. You don't understand. I'm a big deal. Hollywood's coming. They're doing a movie on me. I'm like, this guy is the most area. What's he yeah. talking about? Yeah. He wasn't lying. Um, Hollywood then was not coming because now he's booked. Yeah. He booked like not with now a he's movie. A he's booked. With, he, yeah. Well, he's already a felon, yeah. but he's going back again. Uh, the son told us that uh, the mom had taken a case for him, and she was up in Wisconsin. So he had no love for Daddy. He was pissed off. What do you mean she took a case? Well, for he, like I said, Art had already been tripped up on something already. Okay. According to the son, Dad, uh, when whatever apartment they were at before they got yeah. raided, uh. Uh, he let Mom take the fall on it, and she oh. was away at jail, and he didn't appreciate that. Mm. So that's why he got mouthy with the girlfriend. They were fighting about Mom and oh, stuff yeah. like that. So we started doing a canvas around the three, five, and shields thing after we had everybody calm down, and 
talking to neighbors and they saw this woman who's Art's girlfriend while the other one's away yeah. coming down the stairs with large black trash bags to get uh. into a Mustang and take off. So that was the good cash we figure uh-huh. or, the, or the stuff that was made that they could, she got so out of the quick. Yeah. Uh, and that that explains why there were bills strewn about. Oh, she left so quickly. Out of the bags, yeah. yeah, they had left scraps from what they had made in other bags. She couldn't get it all out of there because she could see the cops at the end of the block. We yeah. didn't know oh. even where he lived at the time, so she yeah. was able to get a lot of that stuff out of there. Later, I find out about the book that comes out. Uh, huh. The Bill, book is the art of making money. Right. The story of a master counterfeiter. Bill yeah. Curtis. Uh, we got a phone call through our. Who's Jason Kirsten? He wrote the book. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Bill Curtis does uh, one of those law enforcement shows. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, and and he, their, his production company called us through our uh, media people in Chicago Police, and they wanted to interview us, but then the department, for whatever reason, oh, thought so, better oh, of it. So, yeah. But I did see it come on. Oh, yeah. They just said that the police and the uh, Secret Service had no comment, so they really didn't have a law enforcement angle on it, but they followed oh. his story because yeah. he, he was proud to do it. Now, this guy, again, claims to be clean and being straight, Art, I've seen him on WGN TV. He's still an expert. Right? Now, well, now he's a he's an artist and he's painting money. Uh, he paints course. money and uh, has a studio. Yeah, uh, I mean, he looks like pay big money for it. It, it looks uh, like he took the lemons and yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> do you know? Uh, <laughs> we we got somebody in the audience here who says that they uh, that this no, is all. That yeah. he's got. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I have a funny story. Years ago, I was at the Jewel or something and. They gave me a 20 in change, and I went over to City Hall to buy uh, tokens. This is years ago. And there's a black lady behind the counter, and she looks at the 20. Uh, there was something you know, they, they saw. She said, picked was, up on it. Huh? She says, where did you get this 20? I said, I got it at the Jewel. And she goes, the Jewel? Can you be more Pacific? <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> anyway, they took it. Sure. You don't get it back. Oh, you it's don't. It's out 20 bucks. You don't. But I remember forgetting her. Can you be more Pacific? Okay, honey. <laughs> um, well, this guy eventually got out then and became a great artist. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, GN did a nice spot. Art, Art Young. Art Young. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a studio somewhere where he, he, he paints money. And, uh, uh, you know, I think sometimes Hollywood people, whatever, right? They People like to... Uh, the story of the the bad guy that now oh yeah sure money. I'm an yeah. artist yeah. it seems to be working yeah and he is talented yeah well that's a shame though that he was doing it to you know because nobody everybody gets screwed when someone's making counterfeit dough by the way the uh, the so-called victim in the domestic battery the son uh, the son he 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 learned dad's trade well mm. because he later got pinched. Really? He went into the same thing? He was living in Bridgeport himself on Lithuanica, which is uh, over by Morgan, yeah. about 1,000 west off, right off 35th. And he got he got popped off as well. for As now dad's away, he took over the family business. No kidding. Yeah. So. Huh. Huh. <laughs> Unbelievable. Huh. That's a good story. Yeah. <laughs> How, what are we doing? Where are we at? Oh, we got time for one more. You do? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Huh. You got anything? Let me just look in your... Thing here absolutely uh but now you're is it are you bored out there now you know am i bored no I, okay. I find it a challenge i like what i'm doing oh good the way it's set up with a car and you know you here's your it's kind of like the detective division away here's your cases you know you find gotta get these, these in a certain amount of time you go find these people is that basically which what can it is? be a real challenge when they don't want to be found you know i'll I mean? bet 
Yeah. And and do you go to the when you do find somebody say, hey, I got a warrant for your arrest? Well, see, that, that's that's it. I'm not locking. That's just the beauty of it. I'm not locking anybody up anymore. You, saying, you know, I'm the police, you? but I'm not the police. It, it's yeah. a subpoena. Yeah. Uh, there, you're, it's a legal document. You are required to show up in court. It getting to them to where I have a little FaceTime, like I got my cool hand in front of me now. Yeah. Hey, check this out. And he's looking at it. Okay. Yeah. You look, you've just been served. You know what this is about. His case is pending out there. And yeah. That's the challenge is getting them to answer a door or oh, find yeah. out where they're at, especially if they're a creature of the night or a creature they, of the night. Well, I mean, some of these guys yeah. are like, there's a guy right now that I'm looking for. He's a, he's a dope dealer himself. So it's kind of yeah. hard to find out where he's at because you don't want to be found. He's got yeah. other. Yeah. Things going on. Unbelievable. So it's a challenge. Do you ever get, uh, you see a lot of the bad side of society. Is it like, a lot of bad people out there, aren't mm-hmm. there? Yeah. There is. Yeah, yeah, there is. A lot of bad people out there, but uh, I, I've always enjoyed this job. I think, uh, you know, I, Mike, you and I were talking about this a long time ago. I, I didn't think I wanted to do this. I didn't think I was made for it. Yeah. And you grow up. Your dad didn't want dad, you to like do I it. I had. Oh, yeah. he did not. Especially not Chicago. Yeah. I mean, he's lost friends. I've lost friends. Michael oh, yeah. Flisk is a friend of mine. I mean, the evidence tech. Oh, yeah. The, the yeah, guy who died. Sure. Yeah. Wearing his bracelet right here. His daughter, Peg, was in the Queen's Court one year. Peg Flisk. That's great. Yeah. You didn't know that? I did not. Well, that's know. how I know. Yeah. He was an evidence technician. He right? was an evidence And he got shot, right? And a right? good one, yes. Yeah. While on a scene. Yeah. Southsider. Yes, yeah. sir. God rest his soul. But so there's that, you know, and yeah. my dad had friends from way back in the day that happened to, and yeah. of course, like we were joking, you and I about it. He had answered my mom, right? So he, yeah. that's something where he wanted to go, and I get it. But yeah. one day, I just, I just kind of went for it. Good for you. Something we had to iron out between us, and it worked out very he well. Got the job over was it. very good to me. So yeah, uh, good. Yeah, well, you're being 32 years is a long time. And you're still kind of in the business, you know. Yeah. You're still the and, police. And working with people that were, right? Yeah. So yeah. we all get along. And Yeah. And now tell me about the Emerald Society. When did you start playing the bagpipes? started playing the pipes uh, 12, 13 years ago. Oh, wow. Uh, I grew up with, I'm the oldest of 17 grandkids. So I'm the, I got 16 cousins that are Donnelly's. Mm. And when I was a young fellow, my grandfather was from Cookstown, County Tyrone. And oh, yeah. He, he was a fiddle Tyrone. player. Yeah. Fiddle player, harmonica, all that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, if the music came out, you knew you had a good party if the fiddle came out. Yeah. Whoever's birthday we were celebrating yeah, at my yeah, grandparents' yeah, house. Yeah. Once in a while, the bagpipes would show up. Ah, uh, yeah. And my aunt worked at now defunct, uh, I believe it was Midway Airlines. And oh, yeah. This fellow she worked with was a piper, and she'd ask a favor, he'd show up. So I kind of, wow, that's really something. And, you know, my aunt, Therese Fox, is my godmother, God, God rest her soll, but at Beverly, one of the first restaurants at 99th and Western, she'd have the, the Rovers over there on parade day, right? So grew up with all What was stuff. the restaurant? Fox's Pub at 99th, oh, sure. 56th yeah, South Oh, sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Now you got Orland, of course. Orland and Mokina. Yeah. yeah. the same family. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, I mean, she, she was crazy. She had one of the Rovers' kilts oh. that she'd wear. I mean, absolutely mad for it. And you know how tight it is in there, but they, yeah. they'd fit themselves in there. So I, I was working at the detective division and our, our now pipe major, John Harmoning. Oh, I know John. Desk. He's been on the show. Sure. sure. Could tell yeah. a story. Yeah. He he said, listen, uh, you, you we've been talking about you joining the band. We're recruiting again May 25th. I remember the date. 
We're bringing in new people on May 25th. The uh, invite is in your mailbox. Uh-huh. He said, you and I can talk about this for two more years. Yeah. Or you could show up on the 25th. And yeah. and I he wa- and then walks away. Uh-huh. Just leaves it like that. You know? yeah. And I said, that SOB's calling me out. I said, challenged I'll, you. I'll show him. Yeah. And, uh-huh. So they haven't thrown me out yet. Uh, well, best 13, thing I ever did. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Oh gosh. We've now, where do you and... do you practice by yourself on the backyard or anything? Yeah. yeah. I have a garage that I have. Uh, it doesn't. It, it, it's. I wish it was soundproof. It's yeah. insulated and drywalled, and there's <laughs> pictures of all kinds of police events we've played. Yeah. Including Ireland, because we played in Ireland for the. Uh... <laughs> What's this? Billy Houlihan just put a hundred dollar bill on the on the thing. Is I, it is it fake? I, I I think the ink is still drying. Look at it. Did you get stung for that, Bill? Oh. This president looks like our current mayor. Wait a minute. <laughs> well, you know, this, I, now my son just put a, a fake hundred in front of us. It looks fake, though. It feels it. Yeah. It doesn't feel the right. The ink doesn't look right. Yeah. But what a great business to get into if you got away with it because <laughs> you're printing money. Yeah, every dog has his day, though. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. look good in prison, right? <laughs> It says in terms of toys, that's not that's it's a fake a joke. Something one. you get at the yeah. the amusement yeah. uh, park or something. All right, I'm sorry we got interrupted there. What were you just telling me? Oh, so you got in. Thirteen years later, you're still doing it. All you right, guys, go to Ireland. Highlights. We we did the Dublin parade years back. What was that? 2015, I think it was. I know Jeff Lang was there with Mark you. Mark and Donald yeah. Connell Street. Jeff Lang. Yeah. Proudly carrying our flag. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was uh, a hell of an experience. It, it sounds like it. The guard had just treated us so well. When are you going back? Uh, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's the question. We need to get back there, and I think it's going to be sooner than later. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. You know, I do tours to Ireland. I know that. I'd love to have the Emerald Society. I've thought it. long and hard and nearly went a time or two. Yeah. Oh, we had a blast. And we skipped a year in uh, 2023. We skipped. Now, that's that's all going to the different Irish libraries and learning about your family heritage. There's no pubs involved or drinking. <laughs> what, are you crazy? <laughs> it's like a marathon drunk fest. You know, we had a buddy, used to go every year, Dick Haggerty. He just died. Uh, and he would go every year. And he was so much fun. And he'd bring all his relatives. And what a character. Quick story about him. He's such a gentleman, you know. Did you ever meet Dick? No, I haven't. Very thin guy, and he was a runner and everything. But when he got to Ireland, he'd be drinking rum. Mm. Okay, he'd be nuts. Always a gentleman, even as they threw him out of the pub. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd be saying to the guy, thank you, thank you. And they're going, get the bricks. <laughs> but we had so much fun with him, and I miss him. I'll uh, bet you do. God rest, his soul. God rest his lovely soul. He passed recently. Yeah, just about a week before Christmas. Oh gosh. Yeah. Um and those I'm, those friends on those those trips which are absolutely sacred Huli, are are so important. I've been over to Ireland about 8 times now. Unfortunately, it hasn't I haven't had a trip since before COVID. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's important to have a good travel mate, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Cuz I've had a couple of pain in the asses as well. <laughs> uh one was a fat chick <laughs> who hated me. I didn't know this. And I'm telling a story. You know, the, the drivers are always very funny guys. And they are. They have all kinds of great stories. And he's talking the about. Drivers of the buses, you mean. Yeah. Yep. And he's talking about his family, and they grew up, and they had cows and everything. And just as a, being a wise guy, I'm in the back going, hey, you know, Jeff, in my house, 
We only had one cow, and that was my sister. <laughs> and this woman behind me just goes nuts on me. Oh. This is on the first day. I went, oh, swell. And she's going, I hate you. And I went, great. I got this cow behind me the whole trip. So don't get me started on her. Uh, but you, so that's what we actually kind of screen those people out. Mm. We don't want it. Nobody wants a pain in the ass on the trip. Uh, so we've had a few. Uh, but I'm looking forward to going back. We would love to have the Emerald Society join mm. us. Yeah. So what's coming up St. Patrick's Day? Oh, oh you've got all kinds of stuff. We right? sure do. Yeah, we've added a parade too. So our season really hits the ground officially on the first Saturday in March. We're out there in the town of Manhattan, which is such a fun town. It's way south, right? I actually think about moving out there myself. Oh, yeah. It is way south. You, so uh, for me, it's I-57 to the Wilmington Piatone exit, about 15 minutes west of there. Little town in, uh, what is that, Will County? Yeah. Buddy of mine's a copper out there, and uh, it, it's they're just great. Uh, they, 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 the people are very friendly, and you know the, the police are all out there the day of this thing. It's safe. Yeah. Um, I've played it when the snow's blowing sideways off the cornfield. Yeah. I've played the Manhattan Parade where you finished and I was sweating. So huh. you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. But hey, we're Southsiders. Exactly. Uh, right? We're you Chicago. Yeah. Uh, we can handle. How uh, many guys go out you know, with you on something like this? It's all hands on deck. I like to think that we get a good 30 or more. Wow. Sure. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Do you have a bus that takes everybody out or? It's just meet uh, there. For Utica, when we do the Veterans Day Parade, we used to do a bus, which is yeah. very nice. Yeah. Because that's, what, a good 90 minutes. But, uh, no, we'll drive out to uh, Manhattan and then do a few of their pubs. People oh, sure. love it. They say, ah, oh, we come out to the bars every it. year waiting for you guys to play. Yeah, so. yeah. But we got to escape. I got to keep it short because uh, we have all, all the churches on the south side we do that oh. night. So it's a long day. It's a packed schedule. Mm. Um, huh. Uh. I can't remember what I was going to say, but it had something to do with bag. Oh, we got to take a break. Okay. Always great having you here. I got to tell you. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Quick. You have a sponsor. Uh, our favorite whiskey, Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey, is sponsoring the Emerald Society. Oh, I do. I do. Okay. Yes. Uh, and isn't that the greatest stuff in the world? It is the greatest stuff in the world. Yeah. <laughs> you don't listen to the big boys. Uh, they've got a nice product there, Hooli. <laughs> matter of fact, uh, I don't know if there's something around There's here some right here. We'll get you some. God oh. bless Billy Houlihan. Okay. All right. All right. Billy Donnelly, thank you so much. Uh, Hooli, real quick, after South, after the uh, Manhattan, we've got uh, what would be the next week. We're going to be out in East Dundee doing a parade. Oh, sure. So that's the ninth. And then the following weekend is Patty's weekend, right? Yeah. So we would be doing uh, downtown on Saturday the 16th and then yeah. the South Tide on the 17th. This is when St. Patrick's Day falls on a Sunday for the Southside Parade, the real parade. Isn't there a party at uh, Local 399 that the Emerald Society puts on? And it is a good one. I've yeah, they been do there. a lovely job. Yeah. The entertainment's always top And they have buses that pick people up at the parade. They bring them sure back. do. Yeah. And that's on the downtown parade day. Immediately following. And yeah. You'll have a nice corned beef meal. Yeah. There's good Irish entertainment up on the stage. Oh, yeah. And then yours truly, the Emerald Society, will put on Absolutely. a show there. Okay. Uh, yeah. We were honored to have you guys at my birthday party. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a great party. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Billy. Thanks God bless you, Bill. Thanks so much. Take a little break here on Hibernian Radio. We'll be right back after these messages from our friends. 
Celebrating 25 years of standing ovations, Michael Flatley's Lord of the Dance 25th Anniversary Tour. Live at the Chicago Theater, February 22nd. Witness the groundbreaking show which has dazzled audiences with its unique combination of high-energy Irish dancing, original music, and storytelling. Lord of the Dance fans can expect new staging, costumes, and choreography, plus stunning special effects and lighting. Lord of the Dance, February 22nd at the Chicago Theater. On sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Flood Brothers Disposal was started over 90 years ago by their grandfather. With more than 20 family members still involved with day-to-day operations, the floods are service-oriented and believe that the right way is the only way to do something. Flood Brothers are price competitive and still offer the personal touch in an industry-trending corporate. For client-centric service without all of that corporate garbage, Call Flood Brothers today for a quote on your solid waste recycling and yard waste collection services. Call Bob Flood today at 630-261-0400 or go online at floodbrothersdisposal.com. Welcome back to the Flood Brothers. Hey everybody, this is Charlotte Houlihan. Don't touch that dial. My grandpa will be right back some more Hibernian radio. He said something about seeing a man about a horse. Sounds like I'm actually going to get that pony after all. Irish American News has been bringing you the news important to the Irish in Chicagoland for over 40 years. If you like mostly good news and information from all aspects of the Irish community, check out Irish American News. To advertise or subscribe, call our friend Cliff Carlson at 847-872-0700 or email him at cliff at irishamericannews.com. Irish American News, we've always been green. Cops and firefighters risk their lives almost every day. So they shouldn't have to risk their hard-earned dough in any get-rich schemes or the blather of old pals in the real estate biz. And good luck trying to figure out the stock market or cryptocurrency or even economics 101 when you come home exhausted at the end of your shift. What you need is somebody you can trust. And they're in short supply these days. Hey, take it from me. I've lost fortunes in showbiz because I thought I was smarter than everybody else and I wound up bankrupt and broke. It took me a long time to decide to find a friend I could trust who had my family's best interests at heart. That friend was my late pal, Joe Madden. I met him as he passed the basket at St. Luke's, and I'd turn my pockets inside out as he came to my pew, and I'd say, I'm tapioca. He laughed, but didn't stop him from supporting my films and showbiz endeavors over the years. Joe Madden had my back. A few years before he died, Joe started Madden Funds with his sons, Mike and Danny. The Maddens and Houlihans have been pals for a long, long time. They can advise the best path for your investments. Madden Funds will have your back, too. Need advice on your 401k or your rollover IRA? You can trust Madden Funds to help you protect and grow your investments now and in your family's future. Go to their website, maddenfunds.com. Or call Mike or Dan Madden at 708-848-3200 and tell them who Lee sent you. And we're back on Hibernian Media. And before we get to the obits, we have a special public announcement from retired police, Chicago Police Department Detective Bill Donnelly. Bill, what did you want to tell us? Well, the book here is upside down, Julie. I can't oh, see is it that very it? well. Okay. So. <laughs> Art Young is a wonderful bagpiper in my band. The guy we were talking about is Art Williams Jr. Okay, so it's not you, Art. No, it's not you. 
fortunately, my son Patty is a f- an aficionado of crime stories, and he corrected it. <laughs> anyway, thanks again for sure. coming on the show. Now, uh, big shout out to our sponsors, uh, Michael Flatley's Lord of the Dance. Get your tickets. We played the spot. I don't know. We'll play the spot sometime during the show. It's Thursday, uh, February 22nd at the Chicago Theater. Hope to see you all there. Okay, now, Billy, you know when I'm walking down Western Avenue, I look in the window, Ken's, Wrong's, Hearts, or any of those great Irish saloons, I see the ghost of my old pal Jimmy Goff through the mist. He says to me, hey, holy, who Mary Margaret Rita Gilligan, originally from Loch Lynn, County Roscommon, Ireland, passed away January 22nd with her son by her side. Daughter of the late Patrick and Delia Gilligan, preceded in death by her brother, Patty Gilligan, and sister Eileen Gilligan. She is survived by her loving son and best, her loving son and her best friend, Steve Dreyer. Her sister Anne, her nephew Patrick. She will be missed dearly by her family and friends. The wake is Monday, Jan- this Monday, January 29th, at Cooney Funeral Home, located at 625 Bussey Highway in Park Ridge. And that's a big shout-out to my pal Gino Cooney and his brother Marty. See how many people listen. They'll all be at that wake. God bless you. for. They do an awful lot of Irish wakes, the Coonies. We would love to have them join us on the show. <laughs> James M. Glynn, age 76, retired Chicago police sergeant, cherished husband of Catherine, loving father of Matthew Glynn and Ryan Glynn. But most of all, he's proudest of his sons, Ryan and Matt. He was taken too soon, and he will miss, be missed by all. James fought a brave battle with Hodgkin's lymphoma and LGL leukemia. He tried hard to stay with us, but God had other plans welcoming him home to heaven. God rest his soul, James Glynn. Mary Ita Ford, age 92, from Stand, Newcastle, West County, Limerick. Beloved wife of the late Patrick Gerard Ford from Breeze, Claire Morris County, Mayo. Loving mother of Maureen, Colleen. Kathleen, Patricia, and Patrick. God rest her soul. Mary Eta Ford. Bridget Mitchell, age 82, a native of Glynn County, Limerick, Ireland, beloved wife of 52 years, the late James Mitchell, devoted mother of Michelle, Anita, and the late Aaron, proud owner of Enzenberg and Mitchell Auto Repair Builders and Car Sales, founder of Aaron's Handicapped Children's Fund, and Lou Flowers donations to Misericordia would be appreciated. Thomas Naughton, a native of Termacady, County Mayo, beloved husband of the late Annie and loving father of Patricia. He was friend to all who knew him 50-plus years as a member of Local 399. God rest his soul, Tom Naughton. Mark K. Whitney, native of Kinkeen, Bellinmore, County Leitrim, beloved wife of the late John and mother, loving mother of Mary, James, and Margie. God rest her soul, Mary K. Whitney Knee Tiernan. John McLaughlin, 76, beloved partner of Mary Leonardo. The family would like to thank John's caregivers throughout his final years, especially Mark Kenia. John worked for the federal government for over 30 years. His love of golf started at Bryn Mawr Country Club, where he was a caddy for many years. And lure flowers, mass cards are preferred. And the wake was handled by Cooney. A lot of Irish people at Cooney's. John Philip O'Connor, age 90, beloved husband of the late Geraldine O'Connor, loving father of Linda. Uh, John will be remembered for his love of bowling and golfing, for his time served in the Army and his devotion to taking care of his family. God rest his soul, Philip O'Connor, John Philip O'Connor. 
Timothy Mallory, 81, of Marionette Park. God rest his soul. Uh, William Edward Walsh, 74, loving husband of 23 years to Jeannie, proud father of Douglas, Adam, and Zachary, is known to Billy, to family and friends, Bill to business associates, and wild Bill to his ski friends. He was raised in St. Dennis Parish on the south side of Chicago, where bungalow after bungalow families with 1 to 11 children were fine playing outside till the streetlights came on. That upbringing gave him street smarts, common sense, and the ability to make friends quickly. After high school, Bill entered Washburn Trade School as an apprentice plumber, discovering his love of the trade and career path. Bill started his own plumbing business at age 31, and his brother Jim soon joined him. They operated and grew Walsh services for 40 years. Bill was a man of interfaith throughout his life. His legacy, his husband, dad, granddad, always brought a big smile to his face and warmed his house high heart. Never, never goodbye. Always see you soon. Bill's quick wit and smile will be missed by all. God rest his soul. Bill Walsh. Jeffrey L. McKnight, village of hometown trustee, beloved husband of Deborah, father of Lisa and Tina. God rest his soul. Michael E. Healy, 39. Beloved husband of Molly, loving father of Owen and Finley. He was the handiest of people, a fixer of all things, and problem solver for whatever life threw his way. God rest his soul, Michael Healy, 39. That's terrible. Uh, Mary Denise Dunn, 71. God rest her soul. Margaret Peggy Haggerty, knee Hogan. Was a loving mother to Kelly, Danny, Kathleen, and her two stepsons, Brandon and Kyle. God rest her soul. Margaret Peggy Haggerty. Okay, we're going to close up the crib, Billy. I'll be right back after more messages from our friends. With a history going all the way back to 1896, the International Union of Operating Engineers has continued to protect workers and their families with loyalty and brotherhood. Local 150 has continued to thrive through economic booms and busts with careful training and aggressive organizing. Under the leadership of President and Business Manager Jim Sweeney, Local 150 has implemented programs and action plans to create work, protect benefits, and keep members working. And they've been helping the Irish-American community of Chicagoland for just as long. The Hibernian Radio Show is proud to be associated with Jim Sweeney and Local 150, and we salute the continuing efforts of the International Union of Operating Engineers and their support of Irish and Irish-American families now and in the future. Thanks to Local 150. Flood Brothers Disposal was started over 90 years ago by their grandfather. With more than 20 family members still involved with day-to-day operations, the floods are service-oriented and believe that the right way is the only way to do something. Flood Brothers are price competitive and still offer the personal touch in an industry-trending corporate. For client-centric service without all of that corporate garbage, Call Flood Brothers today for a quote on your solid waste, recycling, and yard waste collection services. Call Bob Flood today at 630-261-0400 or go online at floodbrothersdisposal.com. Welcome back to the Flood Brothers. Celebrating 20. 20- 
five years of standing ovations. Michael Flatley's Lord of the Dance 25th Anniversary Tour. Live at the Chicago Theater, February 22nd. Witness the groundbreaking show which has dazzled audiences with its unique combination of high-energy Irish dancing, original music, and storytelling. Lord of the Dance fans can expect new staging, costumes, and choreography, plus stunning special effects and lighting. Lord of the Dance, February 22nd at the Chicago Theater. On sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Deep, deep in the south side of Chicago. Get me out of here. So deep, deep, All the way up to 93rd Street. Get me out of here, please. Across the tracks where they only spoke yakky dot. Oh. And the people barely survived on a strict diet of crunchy bunks and bad food. Hey, man, you want another drink? Yes. Can I get you two? Yeah. 70 years we're talking. 70 years? What? Uh, Something entered his cranium. His cranium? And wormed around his frontal lobes uh, and took him to a state of mind. Mind, yes. mind, mind. Hidden place on the other side of bunkers. Welcome, <laughs> a crazy, silly screech. Have a seat. <laughs> Known as Hooley Town. Welcome to Hooley Town. Don't stay too long, though. How come? Because you might not come back. Welcome to Hooley Town. Why, thank you. And you're welcome. Yeah, welcome to Hooley Town. A big shout out to our friend Greg Holloman. He is the voice of Hooley Town. He'll be soon joining us for a very special show we're going to incorporate into the show called Black Irish. You will get a kick out of that. In the next couple of weeks, you'll be hearing from him. All right, one story, one final story. The pastor asked if anyone in the congregation would like to express praise for an answered prayer. Susie stood and walked to the podium. She said, I have some praise. Two months ago, my husband Frank had a terrible bicycle accident, and his scrotum was completely crushed. The pain was excruciating, and the doctors didn't know if they could help him. You could hear a muffled gasp from the men in the congregation as they imagined the pain that poor Frank must have experienced. Frank was unable to hold me or the children, she went on, and every move caused him terrible pain. We prayed as the doctors performed a delicate operation, and it turned out they were able to piece together the crushed remnants of Frank's scrotum and wrap fine wire around it to hold it in place with metal staples. Again, the men in the congregation cringed and squirmed uncomfortably as they imagined the horrible surgery performed on Frank. Now she announced in a quivering voice, Thank the Lord Frank is out of the hospital, and the doctors say that with, with time his scrotum should recover completely. All the men sighed with unified relief. The pastor rose and tentatively, tentatively asked if anyone else had something to say. A man stood up and walked slowly to the podium. He said, I'm Frank. The entire congregation held its breath. I just want to tell my wife that the correct word is sternum. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Well, thanks for coming. Ooh, next week, Eleanor Reardon is on the show. You know Eleanor. She's the best. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we're getting closer and closer to St. Patrick's Day. We're trying to get the queen on here. We'll have them all. So we will see you later. Bye. Well, I down the road and I wondered. Yes, I wondered. Oh, Lord, I wondered. Well, I looked down the road and I wondered. Just to see how far. See how far I was from home 
And I buckled up my shoes. And then I started walking.